Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. On Monday, I was, I was talking to uh, Debbie Dejanovic before she left the, the building today after her program, and she, on Monday, along with Dave Noriega, will be covering uh, an issue very important, and it is uh, those who vote based on a single issue, those who uh, have one in particular, uh, one issue in particular that's so near and dear to uh, their hearts and their lives and their families that, uh, that depending on where a candidate stands, if you're on the right side of that issue, uh, you're on the receiving end of that individual's uh, vote. For many right now, uh, it, it comes down to money. And in particular, it comes down to folks 401ks as uh, there are individuals that are you know, either beginning or in the midst of or uh, in the twilight years of their careers. Uh, reliance on that 401k money will become uh, ever more important. And so uh, making sure that all the planets are lined up just right so that we are able to uh, best benefit from the movement and the market and uh, to whatever our 401k ultimately uh, allows us in later life. It's very important. And so it would be natural for you to be watching, say, the presidential debate right now uh, and you know, rooting for one team or the other based on how you think it will impact uh, your 401k. But what are the realities there? Uh, I, I often turn uh, to a good friend of mine, Shane Stewart, certified financial planner with DMBA, to answer some of these tougher questions. At the dawn of this uh, COVID uh, pandemic, uh, you remember we spoke, uh, you know, almost daily. It felt uh, as you know to try to just calm folks down. That uh, that oftentimes pandemics come to town and uh, and the the economy rebounds. There's a V of sorts. Uh, you know, who knows? But as those questions are asked. Uh, Shane Stewart is the uh, the gentleman that helps me understand him, and he joins us again now. Shane, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. All righty. Uh, tell me, as uh, the presidential politics are on full display right now, and I am considering the impact uh, on either my stock holdings or the 401k, uh, which I hope to uh, take advantage of later on in life, what should I be thinking, feeling, and doing? Yeah, the the interesting thing, and I love this quote that some analysts have recently said the markets don't care very much about politics, interestingly, uh, but they do care about policy. And so what the, uh, you know, the, the politicians going back and forth and even the very animated uh, debate the other night doesn't, doesn't impact the market too much in the long run, but policies can. And so uh, typically, and it's and just in general terms, a, a, um, a Republican winning the White House has a has a positive short term effect on the market because Republicans are viewed as very pro business and pro economy. However, we we have data that show that, uh, that there have been 23 elections since 1928. 19 of those years have ended with a positive return. Only four had negative returns by the end of the year. So, so you can see the the. There's short-term volatility, certainly because of the politics, but then policies seem to settle things down. And in the long run, uh, 
it doesn't impact someone's 401k, 401k quite as much as you might think. So what's the best advice? As we think, you know, we're smarter than, uh, than, than these surveys, but w- what advice w- would you give? Yeah, great, great question, because we, we really do a lot of times think, oh, I better do something. I've got to do something quickly, and, and especially this time it's different. Uh, Sir John Templeton said that the four most expensive words in the English language are, this time it's different. Mm. <laughs> and what he said was, is, you know, it always, we think, well, this is it. This, is, this time it's never been like this. Well, it actually has. It's been very similar in the past different elections. So, so the right thing to do, and I'm glad you're zeroing in on this, is the right thing to do is make sure regardless of what's going on in, in politics or, or COVID or anything else, that you, you have the right kind of investments in your 401k that are appropriate for the time until you need the money. So if you have a, quite a bit of time, decades maybe, even you can be very heavy in stock, whereas if you're nearing retirement, you, you need to still have investments and still even a little bit of stock, but more bonds and more things that will be a little less volatile. And that's true no matter what. And then the trick is, is once you have that right mix to stay the course, I, I could probably record that statement for you. and You could just play it over and over again. But once you have the right mix, stay the course and don't be reactionary to what's going on. Uh, you, you shared with me, uh, with producer Amy, actually, uh, a, a slide from an upcoming yeah. seminar of sorts that you will be delivering, uh, answering uh, this very question and going into greater depth. Uh, there's an interesting section on, on the slide uh, which looks at a relationship between movement in the markets and presidential approval ratings. It strikes me as yeah. fascinating. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, that, I found that one to be very interesting because the the uh, – um, it doesn't matter if you like the president or not, whether approval ratings are up or down. Those, of course, are also temporary. But the markets have seemed to march along either up or down, regardless of whether there there is a high approval rating or not. I've also found it quite interesting that in the past, though, uh, at least a decade, the pr- approval ratings have, or more, actually, Probably the past two decades of approval ratings have been pretty mediocre for no matter who the president was, and yet markets continued to march on. And so, again, that's the politics of it, and markets don't pay too much attention to uh, politics. They pay more attention to policy and what, what, the, what the administration would do about the economy. Looking at that that chart you just made reference to, and specifically just the past two decades where presidential approval ratings were in, uh, you know, a relatively low range, say somewhere between thirty six and fifty percent. Uh, the <laughs> same chart indicates some real, uh, some real good uh, returns, both in real dollars and percentages uh, in the market. Is this just one of those like coincidental things, or, or, or is there, you know, I, I know you, you shy away from the phrase "it's different this time." Is there something different about the past twenty years? Uh, no, not necessarily. In fact, the, the chart uh, that I shared, it visually looks like it's it's different this time because it's uh, the more recent ups in the market are more prevalent. But if we were to go back and isolate a different 20-year period, it would be very similar other than the, the approval rating. So the thing I think is different is not necessarily the markets there. They're relatively the same. The thing I think is different in this chart shows is we've become, especially in the past 20 years, a more divisive society. Mm. And that's concerning. That's concerning because that could have 
long-term effects on economic things if, we, if we're not able to come together and talk about things. And it does show we've become more and more divisive as a country when it comes to politics. And that divisiveness ultimately translates into inaction, uh, specifically failure to enact policies which could, in fact, uh, you know, spark the market and cause it to, 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 to increase and improve. Exactly. And that's the concern I have for the long run is that that is where policy suffers. The politics could could negatively affect eventually the policy if there if it continues to be divisive. Yeah. Uh, Stay the course. Focus on long term uh, long term perspective. Continue investing. uh, Maintain your diversity. uh, And the last piece of advice you would give is to vote. huh? Absolutely. Get out there and make sure that you, you have your voice heard and and uh and maybe listen to more than one point of view and, and find out where the truth is. There it is. Uh, and you can do so right here on KSL News Radio. <laughs> Shane Stewart, uh, certified, yeah, absolutely. Fin- <laughs> certified financial planner with DMBA. I am always grateful to you for your expertise. And, you know, we, we have intro music for you. I forgot to play today. Ne- next time, we'll, we'll get your entrance music in. Uh, we'll Sounds good. in here properly. Sounds good. Shane Stewart, thanks again. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, uh, we're going to continue a conversation that commenced yesterday. It was made known by the Commission on Presidential Debates that they are seriously considering uh, some dramatic alterations to the way the, the, the remaining, the two remaining presidential debates are carried out. Will there be a mute button? Uh, will there be soundproof booths? Will there be other measures? We'll find out going to what we know next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.